Good evening, everyone. Welcome to Connecting Conversations, which is back again after a short break. It's uh, great to be together again, and I hope that uh, as we do so, you'll join with us, you'll make comments, uh, let us know where you're watching from, and uh, it'll be great to be in touch again. Tonight, we are dealing with the topic of the Lord's Prayer, and we're chatting to Shane Foley, who is a member of our 930 congregation. Shane, lovely to have you with us. Thank you very much. Nice to be here. Awesome. Shane, uh, I met Shane obviously through church, and then uh, we got to know each other as we started uh, attending Common Grounds together. And uh, that's our morning breakfast on a Tuesday where we talk uh, about the sermon. So talking about the sermon is not unusual uh, <laughs> for Shane. And um, we go to James's place, in which, if in case you're wondering, is the best coffee shop in Bundaberg. I'll just give them a shameless plug. But uh, Shane, welcome to you. And um, can you. you tell us a little bit about yourself, a little bit about your family, your uh, your interests, your work, your hobbies? Sure. Well, I'm becoming an old man. I'm 63 very soon. <laughs> <laughs> My brother and I talk like old guys approaching retirement, which is um, a bit out of the box for us. <laughs> I'm married to who is nowhere near as old as I am. Uh, two sons in their 30s, both married, one in Sydney, one in Wellington in New Zealand. Uh, I've been in the ambulance in Bundaberg for next year. It'll be 30 years, which is unbelievable. Uh, especially considering I've never had an interest in things. <laughs> all I've wanted to do all my life is be a cartoonist. Okay. So it's always had to be a hobby. There you go. I've we... been in I was going to say I have been I've been a funeral director in the past. I've been a bank Johnny and I have trained for the ministry with Churches of Christ and I've been in ministry for a short while before finding out that really wasn't for me. But I've been involved in a lot of church leadership or you know backup work most of the, most of our lives. Excellent. Well, thanks thanks for that Shane. We actually featured one of your cartoons on our on our Facebook page, when when there was um, an article in the Bundaberg Now about you, people wondered why we had the Phantom uh, on our Facebook yeah. page. But it was Shane is the the master artist behind it. Shane, <laughs> uh, just um, just before we get into the details of the sermon, you know, you told us a few things you've been doing, but uh, that sounds a very interesting faith journey. Can you tell us a little bit about how you came to know Christ and uh, and and, and uh, that sort of thing? I'll certainly, and I'll try to be brief because I tend to waffle on. <laughs> I grew up with a mother who had who had a Baptist suffering and a very, very attracting God. Uh, Dad was a very different kettle of fish, lovely guy, but he grew up in one of those very harsh sort of Catholic upbringings that we hear about. And um, he, every time he tried to talk about God, he would just talk about selfish priests or something horrible like that. He softened in his older age, which was great. But I think mum laid a foundation. And both my brother and I had an interest in Christianity, in God, in who Jesus was. We'd actually been christened Anglican, but we went Presbyterian when we were young, although that was in Victoria. When we came to Queensland, uh, we tended not to go to church, probably because of Dad, I presume. I'm not sure. Although my mum hated form formal stuff, um, so right. probably didn't, didn't push it. But... Um, there came a book out called The Late Great Planet Earth, which is all about the return of Christ. Oh, yes, yes. And uh, we actually read it as kids, and it gave me, it heightened the interest in God. Now, 
it didn't take too long before I was a bit suspicious of some of the format of that understanding of the second coming. But I never lost the interest in God through it. Then my brother went to university, became a full-on Christian. And I visited a friend who was going to church and went to a youth group. And there, there was some speaker one night who said something to the effect of, if you go outside tonight and get run over by a truck, do you know you will be in heaven? And I thought, <laughs> no, I can't right. be sure. So it began a long faith journey and I pulled out my little Gideon's Bible, which years ago they used to give out at school. It was King James and I read it and I read it and I read it. And I understood that you had to have a, a genuine faith in God. You couldn't just be born a Christian and it made sense. And it frustrated me because I understood that to be a Christian, you needed the Holy Spirit came into your life. And my logic told me that that does not happen quietly, which is quite wrong. <laughs> but that's what it said. And I was quite depressed for a long time until okay. one night, one night God somehow spoke to me and he said, don't worry, you're okay. That's, that's what it feels like. My memory tells me I was jumping up and down on the bed in delight. My brother was beside me so, and he doesn't remember that, so I don't think I was. <laughs> okay. But he wow. Fine. And since then, you know, your faith goes up and down, but I count that as my real beginning of my walk with Christ. Okay. Thanks for sharing that with us, um, Shane. I appreciate that. Uh, and it does give us a little bit of a background into into where you're coming from. <laughs> now, we're uh, we're off the topic of the soul, and we're looking at the topic of the Lord's Prayer. And unluckily for you, Shane, you've had to prepare for uh, watching two sermons because we didn't have uh, connected conversations uh, last week. I feel but, um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh I actually, one of the reasons why I wanted to interview you was because of the text that you sent me after the first sermon. And I'm going to just read that out if you don't mind. Sure. Uh, Shane sent me a text, friends, that went like this. Um, Hi, Stuart. Was, was late tuning into church on Sunday, so I didn't comment there. But very glad to hear the subject is the Lord's Prayer now. I grew up with it being prayed at school. We all said, lead us not into temptation. Helen and I had never heard the Save Us from the Time of Trial version until we joined you here in Bundy. But since I was in evangelical congregations for the next 35 years or so, I hardly ever heard or prayed it. Coming to Uniting this year, I found new life in it and love praying it in church. I don't particularly like it when it seems rushed through without much thought. And I find that I now use it as a backbone for my own personal prayers. Unless I have something that just gushes out to the Lord, I find it to be an amazing basis to use and one that inspires all kind of tangents in prayer. So for me, it's far from being too commonplace through familiarity, and I hope and pray that others who have heard it forever can find anew just how wonderful it is. Shane, thanks for uh, sending that text to us. And um, I was saying in, the, in that message that the Lord's Prayer is in danger of becoming too familiar, but you mentioned that it's it's pretty much opposite for you. Um, what, maybe you can just enlighten us a little bit as to, to why it isn't prayed in, uh, in evangelical churches all that much. Well, I can only presume it because I haven't actually heard it said, but I would presume that a lot of the evangelical churches came out of churches which had become very formalized where people were Christians by their culture, but they didn't really know Christ or something, you know. And often right. people go through liturgies or prayers without thinking, I presume. And um, the Lord's Prayer can be one of them. 
if it's said all the time. And it, familiarity, you know, can breed contempt or whatever with anything. Okay. And uh, I presume that a lot of evangelical churches have said, well, when Jesus mentioned the Lord's Prayer, he's, he's just been telling people not to pray just formally and for show, but to do it from the heart. Okay. And then he gives a prayer, which you can pray formally and not from the heart. So they're presuming that it's it's thematic, like right. you then pray according to his will and sovereignty on earth, and then you pray according to your needs. And I think they might use it thematically like that without actually repeating okay. the word. That I'm that that is my guess. I've never right. Yeah. Oh, thanks. Yeah, I mean, that's just interesting. It just sort of struck me. I, I wasn't actually aware of, of that. I thought maybe it was sort of some uh, something of you know not wanting to be coming across too traditional. But uh, you know, I didn't. I didn't know. So, yeah. Yeah. And in in the sermon and in your text, well, I mentioned that the the Lord's prayer wasn't that. That's exactly what I said. It's not yeah. a mantra to be. Uh, just repeated mindlessly. Um, you mentioned that you don't enjoy it when we rush through the Lord's Prayer. Now, it won't it won't come as a surprise to you that you, in fact, are not the first person to tell me <laughs> that I rush through the Lord's Prayer. I, in fact, had somebody say to me, "You rush through the Lord's Prayer and you do it in a funny accent as well." <laughs> so, we'll get it right. So, so there you go. Well, like I mentioned, you know. There's that old truth that uh, that they tell you in um, in seminary that the first person you're supposed to preach a sermon to is yourself. Yeah. Tell me something. How do you keep something like the Lord's Prayer from being something that just gets repeated mindlessly? Well, I found I haven't had to work hard at this because, like I say, I was 35 years virtually without it and found a new love for it again. I'm pretty sure it's when we came to the Uniting Church and suddenly we were hearing it again. I think you use it, like I said, as a backbone. You don't just ramble it through. You mm. go slowly with each bit. And um, if you're not feeling particularly loved or you can't feel God, which for most of us is most of the time, when you address him as your father, you think about mm. that. You don't just go on to our, our father who art in heaven. Think about our father in heaven. Hallowed be your name. What does that mean? Honoured be your name. And slow up. And just put every part of it in different words and think so, it through. Mm. So the issue of actually, like where you say in your text, rushing through it, that's actually the, the key thing. It's got to be slowed down. Well, I think so. I mean, I you can't slow it down enough in church when everybody's yeah. together. You can think through everything there. But if you just go slowly, a bit more slowly, you can actually get a hold in your mind of all the concepts, even if you've got to pass them on again. Mm. Maybe, maybe in church it's the only way to do it because it, I don't know because it does well, it's a formal thing and then you take it away and it's in your memory where you can pray because prayers in church are often very difficult because you know everybody in a different place mm, that's right yeah representative of them all and um, so it's probably maybe slow it down a little bit <laughs> and get rid but of it's that. interesting no, well, well, what, 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 what interests me like when it only just struck me now as we're talking and you said um about the rushing and, and you you slow it down and think of the concept going back to the sermon series on the soul um dallas willard said in, in order to increase the depth of your spirituality whatever eliminate all hurry from your life and uh yeah so interesting how it connects 
Friends, while we're there in that, that point, just to mention, please feel free to make a comment. It's lovely to get the comments, to see the greetings. We try and put them up on the screen and uh, uh, feel free to do that and to to interact with us. Um, I take my glasses off and the they're shining. Yeah, no worries. That's, that's fine. Who, who is that old man with that glasses? Uh, as long as you don't use your eyes to speak, that's okay. <laughs> we, we, we'll be good. Um Shane, I also said that the Lord's Prayer wasn't something that you you pray just to get what you want and and just to be blessed. And and uh, there are there are churches who have that kind of prosperity theology. Yeah. I know that isn't that isn't what prayer is for you. But can you maybe tell us a little bit about what prayer is for you? What what does it mean for you um, to be praying in your relationship with God? Well, it's interesting, isn't it? Because I've been in churches which have always tried to get away from tradition, but I think you always put your own tradition there. And I often wonder if our understanding of prayer isn't a little bit too narrow. I find it very easy to meditate. I find meditating, that is thinking on some scripture, some bit of theology, something, how it works in modern life. I find that comes very, very easily. And I presume, I would presume, that's part of prayer. There's a lot more. Every oh, absolutely, absolutely, yeah the Old Testament, the Psalms, is about actively praying. And it's interesting that when the New Testament talks about praying, often it doesn't say pray for your friends so they don't go to hell. It doesn't actually say that very much. I do find it much harder, though, to actually um, pray unless, unless they're on your mind. I don't pray a lot directly for people. I have to discipline myself more for that. There are some right. people that it's very easy. So... On the one hand, you know how the scripture says being in a relationship with God is not about tradition. It's righteousness, peace and joy. So your prayer life shouldn't be a burden. But by the same token, I recognize we've got to discipline ourselves to do some things that we're a bit weaker at. Mm. Um, and I think prayer has to be ruthlessly honest. You know, I'm very well aware. Of yeah, that. absolutely. If you, anyone who comes to God must do it in spirit and in truth. And I can remember times when I was really annoyed at God for what he was doing. And I can remember telling him right off. And you sort of think, I just said that to God. And then, but after it, you know, God, God can take that. And I think, I think God actually almost likes it. You're not covering anything up. You're being genuine. And you often feel better getting a system. It's almost as if God says to you, right, go down to your system here right now. Mm, <laughs> you know, yeah. And you come back to being, Honest, and I think the other thing in prayer is, um, when there's things going on, you don't know how to pray. Remember, uh, James says about you know if you don't pray with faith, you don't get it. And I think well, how can you do that? But what you've got to do is have real confidence in God's goodness and get a few scriptures under your belt, which talk about God is a Father who listens, God is a Father who answers, hmm. and just because He's not answering the way you think doesn't mean you haven't prayed good enough. Yeah, for sure. for sure. Have that confidence and take it and keep going and meditate on it and pray again. And God is like a father. I know this is coming up later, but, you know, a father is not there with the big stick waiting to beat you. God is there wanting to encourage you on. And one of my favorite scriptures, the other ones that I use, is I love Psalm 103. So I've memorized a big chunk of it. And part of it is, as a father has compassion on his children, so the Lord has compassion on those who fear him, for he remembers how we are formed, that we are but dust. He knows how weak we are. He knows what we're like. So yeah. trust him in it. Pray and trust him that he knows. It's 
He knows you're not good enough, but that's not the point. Mm. Just talk to him. him. Uh, Bronwyn is saying there, in times of stress or anxiety, I found that the, uh, Bronwyn, I don't know how to say that word, automaticity of the Lord's Prayer has been uh, amazingly helpful. And uh, Yes, exactly. That That's where I was going when I was saying it's like a backbone. Absolutely, you know. Yeah, and it's kind of it. It um it it brings you into God's presence and gives you that that framework to work on. You know, Shane, you were saying that um you know there've been times you've been tremendously upset or whatever, and you speak to God with that sense of of um of honesty, which is which is uh, I think so important. Have there been times when you've been praying, um? And you've not got what you're praying for. You've not, uh, you know, God God hasn't answered the way you've thought. But you've still felt blessed through the prayer. Yeah. Well, I can probably say most people's lives are full of that. <laughs> mm. yeah, yeah. I honestly think that often when you pray something, you don't get it because, or you don't feel like you've got it. Because God is still answering the prayer you prayed five years ago. If you five years ago prayed, Lord, I want to have wisdom, he's going to say, right, you're on a 15-year plan. <laughs> you know, some things that happen are part of that, and he can't just short-circuit them. Hmm. Um, and often we're just praying for our immediate comfort anyway. But one of the big things I thought as a young Christian I was going to do, because I, I've been a cartoonist all my life, I honestly thought I would be in cartooning one way or the other. I never actually wanted to be just in Christian work. I wanted to be in non-Christian work as that subtle person putting a Christian influence. A bit like I was sort of Cliff Richard, you know, as a pop star, as right. a Christian. But he was not just in the Christian music. He was out in there in the world and sowing seeds and whatever. And I thought that's what I'd be. And it's never happened. I've come close. You know, I've I've sent samples over to Marvel Comics in America, had good replies, nothing's ever happened. But I've used the art in Christian work and other Christian work all my life. In fact, I do more now than I've ever done. And I sometimes felt frustrated, of course. Other times I've really felt blessed and I feel amazingly blessed now at this stage in my life, yeah. Mm, mm. That's one I can... And there are others. Some are deeply personal and you can't sort of blab them out. They don't They don't work in a five-second you know, soundbite. Yeah. But, but uh, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And um, if you if you take on board the idea that God is your Father, and no matter what happens, He's doing good by you, uh, then that, that tends to round everything else out, you know. Yeah, and some of those things take a long, long time. You know, we've been in the pits. I'd say, you know, people talk about the dark night of the soul. Helen and I say. Well, we were there for five years at one point, and I wasn't game to pray. It felt like every time I prayed, you get slapped down again. So I stopped. But you know, God's bigger than our feelings there, and um, I didn't stop. That's the point. But didn't know how yeah, to pray. Yeah. You know? Well, in that case, you know, going back to to what Bronwyn was saying, sort of the 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 Lord's Prayer and the framework that it gives. What you, you know, you were saying in your in your text. Um, it becomes the backbone of your personal prayers and an amazing basis to use that inspires mm. all kinds of tangent uh, yeah. in prayer. I was yeah. saying in, in the in the sermon uh, the first week that it's a it's a pattern for for a faithful Christian lifestyle. Absolutely. Given uh, given what you said there, can you elaborate a bit on that? I mean, uh, uh, sure. the risk of stealing some thunder from my own sermon <laughs> own sermons coming oh, up. I hope so. <laughs> Just, uh, tell us well, tell us a little bit how that works for you well often often um 
because I do this cartooning and you know, I do the Phantom at the moment, some of the stuff, and I'm writing a lot of my own material and all this stuff, often my head is not in the space to pray. Even as I think, and, and I, I, I gather you'd probably understand this, just because you're thinking about a theological issue does not mean you're praying. <laughs> you know, it's yeah. your interest and you're going through stuff. And some guy might be really interested in fishing, thinking about that. Someone else is thinking about theology. But still, you're not actually communing with God per se. It's not more spiritual than the other. But I have found that often my mind is distracted with all sorts of things. So I found the best time for me to pray is at night. I actually go for a walk, usually about eight or up I stayed at night. There's a lot mm -hmm. of people in a position to do that, but I do. I find it's cool. I find the day's over and I walk. It's good for me health-wise too. That's why I started. But that's when I pray. But often your mind is distracted. And I find if you start with usually the Lord's Prayer, there's a couple of things. I've learned off by heart a big part of First Peter or chunks of Psalm 103, like I said, well, there's a prayer of Paul's in the start of Ephesians. I love them. But often the Lord's Prayer is the latest one. I start praying it and I find it centres your thoughts and it directs them. You know, it's you can say, oh, I should be praying, but then what do you pray? Start saying the words, mm. you know, just by rote, just the way we're saying you shouldn't do in a way, just what's that, but then let it guide your thoughts, you know. And um, I find... <clears throat> That it does that, you know, thy kingdom come. Well, that's your rulership. And suddenly I'm thinking about people that I wish would honour God as their God, you know. Right. Sometimes in family, sometimes that's more than that. It It's like the of, and then once you're through that, you get give us this day our daily bread. Well, I always interpret that as please look, give us what we need. And often mm. it's not bread, food, it's something else. And I find lately uh, at the risk of name dropping, um, I pray for Anne, Anne McWhorter, who's got this long, hard yeah, absolutely. thing in Brisbane. And and if I haven't thought of her through the day, suddenly when I think give us a daily bread, well, what she needs is healing. So it takes me there. And I find that mm. the Lord's mm. Prayer is, is a good pointer. Just start and start going. Often I wander off and I, I don't even finish the prayer. <laughs> you wander yeah. off praying for something else. But it's a, it's a great, um, it's no, a great for sure. backbone. Backbone, uh, framework, all of those kind of words are uh, yeah. uh, come to mind. And, um, yeah, I, I find for myself when I, you know, the distractions, I actually, when I pray, I've got to have a little notepad that I, I, I jot mm -hmm. things down first so that I can say, hey, I can come back to you later because mm -hmm. otherwise mm -hmm. it just invades my mind. Mm -hmm. um, Shane, is, is calling God Father, I spoke quite a bit about this because it can be such a difficult thing. Is calling God Father and relating to this cre almighty creator in this intimate way something that comes naturally to you? Or has it always come naturally to you? It's come naturally in the sense that I've been taught it, you know. Uh, okay. No, as a Christian you are. But it doesn't come naturally to feel it because um, I remember going through a stage where you know, Jesus said, if you don't give up everything you own, you can't be my disciple. And I'm thinking, wow, I'm not sure I've done that. And you, and I know that I'm part of the, what, 10% of the most blessed people in the world. You know, most people in the world don't even mm. know where the food's coming on, let alone how their soup is going. Yeah. And I think I haven't given everything away. You know, I can say it's all the Lord's, but, you know, it comes down to it, how good I am. And so I think we're all, we can all be very critical of ourselves quite easily, and especially when you don't feel 
are loved. So I think that's where scripture comes in, where it's very important to actually read the things mm. that the Bible says. Now, and even Paul, like in the New Testament, he says about in Romans, he talks about the kindness of God and the sternness of God, right? God is both the Father, the judge. He's both. And even in the Old Testament, where a lot of people think of the God in the Old Testament as being a God of judgment and fire, that's only half of it. You know, there's a lot, like the Psalms, they're glorious about the, and it's about like the fatherhood of God. Um, mm. Jesus but it's about the fatherhood of god and we need to get hold of some psalms just a few or any scriptures which reinforce what god's really like otherwise your emotions will take us the wrong way yes um, you know and i presume that's what the apostles had they, they knew the psalms because they were brought up in jewish stuff but if their teachers are always telling them god is onto you god you know everyone mm, mm. down on themselves and and um uh, we have to guard that, and that probably goes in with what you're saying about the soul. That's part of it, you know. And um, we really need to guard that teaching, and to um, and to say, God, take hold of what God said, not what right. other people said or what tradition said. Take hold of what the Scripture really says, and even repeat it, wrote until it until we learn it, because whatever we repeat to ourselves is what we believe. Okay. And, I um I told the story of Barack Obama and his second inauguration and little Sasha trying to you know making the entire world wait as uh, he took a she wanted a, a photograph from him it was a kind of a approachability was what I was getting at that um, when one of God's children says our Father the mm. love the compassion the stuff you're talking about the the kindness means that the world can wait. Can you tell us about a, a time in your life where you felt that kind of sense of God's undivided attention and love given just to you yeah yeah there was um it's actually amazing isn't it because when, when some things happen doesn't happen often but when it does and you feel like god's there it, it blows your mind i've got two quick stories actually one's about somebody else i was with a lady i was working with and we used to talk about god a lot mm. um <clears throat> and she was she was quite interested and uh, I don't quite know where she's at now, but her faith is certainly different to mine. But we talk about God. And this was just after the big flood here. So the ambulances were all parked out on the agro train ground, you know, with leads running. Yeah. We went out there and we parked there one day. We'd had a big talk about God. And and we, she got out and suddenly she was shocked. Oh, the sunnies were gone. And her sunnies, she'd bought these hundreds of dollar pair of sunnies and she was beside herself. She'd lost the sunny. And we hunted and hunted all around the area where we were. And I said, well, you know, this is when... I think I said something like this. Yeah, this is when you actually stop and ask God to help you. They're just mm. sunnies, but God loves you. They're very important to you. Right. And uh, let's ask him. So I think we just had a, a moment where we stopped. She was too embarrassed to pray out loud. From my memory says right. But anyway, we prayed and I said, okay, let's see what happens. And we looked down and there's the sunglasses at her feet. Oh, wow. Thinking, how did, and you sort of think, if they were there all the time, how did we not walk on them? Yeah. Mm, mm. Blows your mind, and and she she turned white. I tell you, and you feel like in bubble because you have this impression, like anybody could say, "Oh, it's incredible coincidence," you know. But as somebody else said, I can't remember. He said, "It's amazing how when you start praying earnestly, the number of coincidences that happen." You know, they won't convert yeah, anybody true. who doesn't want to know. But for the people who pray them, it's as if mm. God brought right up to you. And here's the Creator of the universe has found her sonnies for her. Mm. <laughs> And there was nothing more to say for a while. It was just amazing. It's as if God had stepped up 
And when God does that, you know. You really, yeah, really know. for sure. Yeah. yeah. Dallin, there was a time when I was praying, and this is one that comes to mind, praying for something really, really important. And I felt it was, and I was at a certain time every day going to pray for it. And about the second or third day, I went, I, I went to the room to pray, and I suddenly stopped. And it was as if God was there, and I just started to cry. Right. It was, and it was just weeping. It wasn't just just like sobbing. And it was it was actually wonderful. I, it was as if you suddenly felt your weakness or your finiteness before God. But there was no nothing in it, no anger of God in it. It was just amazing. And then it went away. And so I went in and prayed, and within a day, the prayer was answered. Now, I don't know what that was about. Mm, All mm. I know is God was there, and the almighty God of the universe, who came to earth as Christ and did all this, did all that, met me for a minute, and that's a little bit overwhelming. <laughs> that's beautiful. That's, uh, that's stunning. Mm. Shane, thank you so much for, for sharing that with us. Was there, uh, was there anything else, uh, anything, any other comments that you – uh, anything from the two sermons or the scriptures that stood out for you? Well, just very briefly, I love the way you tackled the um, you tackled the problem of people who have an abusive father or a neglectful father mm. find the image of God Father as unhelpful, and it takes a lot of unlearning. And we, you know, and I think you've got to tackle that because God yeah. is the father we're meant to have, and He's based on whenever Jesus talked about God as your father, He was assuming a good father, you know. Mm. Or, that you, that you love so it's great to have tackled that and um, we need to do that and um, think of God as a parent if need be you know that's what he wants you know there's yeah. another scripture which I hang on to where Paul said the letter of the law kills it's the spirit that gives life you know mm. the letter of any law it, it's what it's for and the idea of the fatherhood of God is not so that he can be called a father per se it's so that the attributes of a good father are his yeah you know, Oh, that's well said, yeah. Mm. Uh, in fact, just before we actually went live, I, Shane and I were talking, and um, and Shane mentioned a phrase which I, I thought was um, so well put, something about um, faith expressing its – the most important thing I think you said was that your, your faith is expressing itself through love or something to that effect. I've, Galatians. I remember Paul says the only thing that counts is your yeah. faith expressing it, and I think that – that's one of the underpinning verses that we ought to apply to every command. Because what that says is everything Paul's saying to people is how he's applying love to the situation. Mm. And if something mm. is not applying love to the situation, then the letter of it should be reimagined, you know. Right. Because, yeah. Shane, thank you for that. Thank you uh, for sharing with us and, and being willing to let us into your life a little bit and uh, share with us your thoughts. We appreciate that. Thank you very and, much. Uh, it's it's been a, a great um, a great chat. Lovely to to just share with you in this way. For those who aren't Australian, sunnies are sunglasses for the rest of the, <laughs> the rest of the world. <laughs> I was being too Aussie, was I? <laughs> <laughs> well, at least you don't say the Lord's Prayer with a funny accent. So <laughs> that's all good. I've got an American friend who thinks I do. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, friends, uh, Shane, thank you so much, and uh, we'll sign you off, and uh, and God bless. Thank you for sharing this. God bless you all. Friends, it's been uh, it's been wonderful to share with you and connect your conversations. Thank you for the comments that have uh, come up, and uh, we look forward to seeing you again next week uh, when we'll chat a little bit more 
um, about the Lord's Prayer. Have a wonderful evening or a day, wherever you're watching this from, uh, wherever in the world, and God bless.